Consequence Podcast Network. The expression from the music inspired me so much to take risks, and it inspired damn near the whole rap game. Hello again, I'm Adam Unz. You may know me as the host of The Opus, and now I'm bringing my own show, The Spark Parade, to the Consequence Podcast Network. I speak with artists and creatives about the cultural artifacts that spark their personal interest and creativity, whether it's music, books, movies, video games, or any other kind of art. I've never spoke about it in this amount of detail. I'm suddenly going, oh my God, I'm blowing my own mind here, Christ. It's, it's actually a giant part of my life. By talking about the things we love, we share and discover insights into our personality and the things that drive us. It's just magic, really. I mean, frustrating and it makes some people angry, but I don't think anyone's ever done anything like it. I speak with people like Connor Obers, Phoenix's Thomas Mars, Chris Gethard, Helen Hong, Adrian Young, and more, so their sparks of inspiration can start a fire in you. I'm grateful for those who continue to put our history and who we are as a people in the forefront and make you see it. Find the Spark Parade wherever you get your podcasts. High five! High five! High five! High five! High five! You're really good at this. Yeah, I have no idea what's happening. It is Bonnaroo Week on the What Podcast, Barry Corder. How excited are you, baby? This is the best. This is the best. <laughs> you ready? Uh, you good? Well, I'm never ready till okay. I'm there. <laughs> have, you pulled it, have you pulled everything out? Yep, did that this weekend. Is everything clean? Is everything ready to go? clean. No critters. Okay. No, no critters, critters that I can tell. No okay. holes in tents. Yeah, uh-huh. Everything's there. You're not bringing an extra guest or two? Uh, not that I know of. <laughs> Just okay. you. Uh, yeah. nothing's car, uh, crawling into the back of the car. <clears throat> now, have you, have you already th- thought about how everything's going to, um, pack into the car, into the truck? Have you, have you already, I like eyeballed it and yep. come up yep. with the whole, okay. Right. Done it enough, done it enough times. Now I delivered, uh, met with, uh, Brian Stone and taco on Sunday to Kay. talk about the handoffs and, okay. Got the easy up tent to taco. Uh-huh. Uh, he's probably already there. Trying to figure out how he's <laughs> yes, getting he in early. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. he's waking up in a Walmart parking lot right now. Um, it's a uh, it's a big week. I am starting to see all of the videos and uh, pictures roll in from the people driving down. Um, you just you forget how until the week of at least I do. You forget how much of a mammoth thing this is for a lot of people that uh, you know. Evan Bonru had to start leaving on Sunday. Yeah. You know? Well, well he, you're doing it. You're doing just, a little just, bit of that. He's, he's leaving. He's at, a, he's at a brewery right now. Just, you know, because it t- took him three days to get down there. It's unbelievable. Yeah. That's, yeah. I, I, I'm having a hard time, like, wrapping my head around it, not being 45 minutes away. It <laughs> makes a huge difference, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and the one thing that's happening if you're uh, not doing the Bonnaroo and and it's even happening in D.C. this week and then uh, New York this weekend is the Reset Festival. Barry, this has sort of been going on around the entire country. It's this rolling festival with Steve Lacey, Boy Genius, Claro, and LCD Sound System. <clears throat> and if you're not in Bonnaroo mode and you didn't do GovBall last weekend, Reset Festival this weekend still with tickets, LCD Sound System on Friday and then on Sunday, they've got tickets as well for Steve Lacey. But this thing is is exploding everywhere in the country. And it, to me, it's like this really fun new way of thinking about a festival-ish kind of thing. But it comes to you. And it's just yeah. this rolling operation that just comes through the entire, you know, east coast of the country. Makes sense, doesn't it? We've talked about the evolution, you know, 
Bonnaroo 2002 kind of reintroduces Lollapalooza before that, uh, Coachella around it. Um, but that's a long way to go for some people to travel to. And then the boutique festivals sort of popped out of the huge ones. You know, how about putting a smaller one in a, you know, a neighborhood near you kind of thing. And, yeah, and I mean, this is the next sounds like the next idea. It's such a brilliant idea. Twelve cities uh, going from as small as Columbus to New York, San Diego, L.A. I, I find it to be such a bizarrely crazy idea. I'd love to, after it's all said and done, find somebody that's part of it and ask them just the logistics of how all of this sort of like rearranged and moved. Because in, in New York, LCD will be on Friday, but. In D.C., LCD is Sunday. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <clears throat> it's just a never, it's like squeezing a water balloon with this with this festival. We do. You need to line us up with some folks who are planning this. Because everything else that we've talked about still applies. You still yeah. got to get permits and right. security and bathrooms and all of that. Because now you just got to do it in 12 different places. Now you got to do it 12 times. <clears throat> with 12, 12 different promoters, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fascinating. But what it a is. great idea. It is a great. And then the other thing, too, that I, I kind of want to ask is, you know, when you when you do one of these, it's around the country. Uh, you obviously have to plan that some of them are not going to do as well in certain parts of the country. Right. right. Um, you know, a lot of these festivals are regional sort of things, especially the boutique ones. I wonder, like, how they program these to the entire country and not just to certain regions of the of the map. Anyway, yeah. I hope they do it again. I really do hope they do it again. It was, a, it was a fascinating idea. Yeah, it is. I, I like it. It is it, a lot of moving parts. Like, do you book an LCD because they're on tour in that area? You 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 know, you're not going to ask somebody to travel across the country for one show, so you book what's local uh, or regional. Yeah, it's it, it, a lot of lot of things to consider. Yeah. Um, all right. So uh, we're going to pop in this week with a um, with a short little high five. <clears throat> and I don't know of the of the guests that we've had this year in Bonnaroo season. Of course, there's the Jim James that you can go back and listen to, which you know we can wax poetic after you know the festival's over. But the other one that we loved the most was the Noah Khan chat, and um, it's particularly interesting to me. Oh, buddy, okay, <laughs> you all right? <laughs> I was like. Um, Stepped on a banana peel. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the the Noah interest, uh, conversation was interesting to me because <clears throat> I went to the show at Radio City Music Hall uh, last week, and uh, <laughs> oh my god, this Bonnaroo show is going to be massive, absolutely massive. And the only thing I'd say to anybody that's walking into the Noah show <clears throat> blindly, or at least listen to all of his stuff and have never seen him live. The thing that's going to be tough is everyone there knows every word and they've, they're screaming it to the top of their lungs. It is really hard to get into the show because everyone's already like 10 steps past you with their <laughs> fandom of yeah. Noah Khan. <clears throat> and there were moments of it. I was like, man, I just wish I was listening to him. Yeah. You know, a few years ago, that Frank Ocean show of Bonnaroo was so difficult because you couldn't hear a word he was saying. Noah's not as, you know, as low energy as Frank Ocean, but still when, you know, 20,000 people are screaming at the top of their lungs, every lyric, 
Yeah. Oof. Okay. Already. Avid brothers got that way. Yeah, they did. That's right. Them here, and it was like I didn't come to hear the six people around me scream in my ear. I came to hear them, but uh, that's what it's become. So yeah, that that Bonnaroo show is going to be massive. But this it's a great show. Uh, the new album's fantastic. I uh, or the new song is fantastic. And um, you know, if you if you ever want to know a little trick, the uh, Noah album is being re-released with a couple of new songs. <clears throat> There's only one reason they re-release an album like this is because they need it inside Grammy consideration. <laughs> they need to squeeze in some new material so that he can get nominated for Best New Artist. Yeah, works, <clears throat> so Works for me. That was a great interview. I enjoyed it. And you're right. It, Jim James, obviously. And by the way, I got the Return to Thunderdome uh, vinyl. Oh, how is it? Oh, it's so good. Is it's it? It's so good. The quality is so good. And, and even our friend Parker reached out was listening to it and he's he i think he's hype now I oh think he's all hyped oh really my morning jacket show yeah wow because yeah. this is not one that he even like no. understood he no i think he and uh um uh jake had said it might be a walk by for them just because we've hyped it up so much but now i think they're reconsidering a little bit so <clears> well, i it's think that I, good yeah i think well i mean i think those guys wanted to uh you know beat each other up at corn isn't that right? They yes. had some reason they needed to like yes. I don't know. I, it's so funny that some people need to go to Bonnaroo to fist fight in a in a pit <laughs> for some odd reason. I don't and call it fun. Yeah. yeah. Um no, but yeah, the but the, so but the, 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 the My Morning Jacket Yeah, the My Morning Jacket show is, is a is a for sure must. I can't believe that anybody would ever call it a walk by, but okay. I know. But and you hear it in this record. I mean you Oh really? I think you get what we've been talking about. For so long, or I've been talking about it anyway. It's it's perfect, Bonnaroo. It's yeah. perfect. So yeah. Well, good. <clears throat> we'll go back and check that out uh, on the uh, on the YouTube or the uh, the podcast of your choice, uh, podcast, uh, whatever it's called of your choice, platform, platform of your choice. That's right. And uh, then uh, we'll give you a, a little Noah Khan before we see you on the farm uh, this weekend. Barry Quarter, Brad Steiner. That's another high five clip on the What Podcast. See you there. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Oh, look at there. 
Noah, hey. how are you, stranger? Good, how are you? Doing amazing. How are things? Great. They're great. I uh, I wonder what it's like being the biggest music star on the planet right now. I wonder what that's like. You have to ask Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I, I can't I can't tell you how much I love this album. I love Stick Season. God almighty, it has been stuck in my head for weeks. I ride the entire train to and from the city. I, I play it on repeat. I don't know. Uh, it, I, know I know exactly the last song that I got this obsessed with. It was Chase Long by Wet Leg. Uh, oh, yeah. Man, congratulations. What an incredible last eight, 12 months this has been. Yeah, thank you so much, man. It's been it's been a total trip, and uh, I'm still uh, I'm still happy playing the songs live, which is a testament that I think I actually might like the album a little bit. So, <laughs> thank you guys for listening to it, and I appreciate that you guys like it as well. I yeah. I wonder, do you I, you have to? You're you're a very smart guy. Being this part of the zeitgeist, does it? What is it? Is it feel weird? I don't know. What I feel is like. It? I don't know if it feels cool to like have to have a lot of people listening to the music and uh, and extrapolating their own details from it and like putting it into their own lives and then seeing people kind of form a community around the music is what it's all about. I've been doing this for six years and uh, you know even when I was playing shows for like 300 people like less than that I still saw like this amazing sense of community in the audience and among the fans and I still see that same community as the fan base grows and I think that's so cool. Like being able to feel like you're creating something that's creating positivity and letting people, you know, vent their feelings to each other and creating conversations around mental health and therapy. Like that's so cool. So if I can be part, I, I you know, I don't know what part of the zeitgeist I'm in, but if, if I'm doing anything and people are hearing uh, the music and taking away their own, you know, their own challenges themselves and finding ways to deal with it, then I'm happy. Well, you mentioned music as, as therapy. The way that you write is so... I don't know. You're so introspective. It feels like it's coming straight from your life. How much of it is therapy for you to put some of this out? Yeah. I mean, it all, every song has parts of me in it. Um, and every song is help, helpful for me to kind of figure out what I'm feeling. Sometimes I'll write things down and I don't even know how I was feeling it. And then I read the words and I'm like, Jesus Christ, I'm depressed right now. Or, you know, like I, <laughs> I am sad and this is sad. And it's cool to be able to kind of figure yourself out through songwriting. So it's always been a way for me to process my emotions. I also go to therapy every week, which is really helpful and allows me to kind of have some clarity and mm -hmm. lets me look about, look at what I want to write about next within myself. And um, yeah, I think what's mostly therapy for me is seeing other people feel better about it and feel like I'm making a positive impact on people's lives, which is just so cool and should be the goal mm -hmm. of any artist. And that's been what's been mm -hmm. the most healing for me is seeing people find happiness through the, through the music. I was just saying that we have talked to people before who've said, I, I wrote a song, you know, whatever, that I never maybe intended to be uh, public. It was just for me. And then it went public and they were shocked and surprised that it resonated with anybody else. Was there a yeah. point in your life where, you know, I'm guessing you might've been similar. I mean, I don't think anybody sits down and says, I'm going to write this song because it's going to resonate with, you know, a million people or a hundred million but but at some point you have to make that transition where, you know, you wrote it just for you, but now you realize it hits with other people. Was there a point for you yeah. with that? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think I think it started like the first times that I started writing songs about anxiety and depression was just because I was feeling such an overwhelming sense of these things in my life. And then I started putting songs out because 
to be honest, I had writer's block and they were the only songs that I had written. I was like, you know what, these songs need, I, I don't have a lot of other songs. These are the ones that are about sadness and the things I'm going through. And uh, the response was so cool and so supportive from everybody, you know, down to the label, down to my family, but definitely to the fans as well, that it inspired me to keep doing it. And I, I always say like, when I was younger and I felt like there was no one else in the world that understood what I was feeling. And I heard uh, a Paul Simon lyric or a Cat Stevens lyric. And for one minute, I felt like, someone had figured me out and that someone knew what I was going through and I felt like I wasn't alone. And so when I sit down to write, I do try to be as vulnerable as possible. And I never think like, oh, this song is going to come out. But I think, man, if I could provide that little lifeline for some kid somewhere mm. that I got when I was in seventh grade, that I'm doing something important and that vulnerability is worth it. Um, but, you know, I, I don't make music. I make music for me, but I, I really do also make it for the fans. I think um, I'm not writing songs to cater to the fans, but they seem to like when I talk about myself. <laughs> and uh, I try to do that for them. Consequence Podcast Network. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.